So the thing I, I, was, I wanted to do my 10th podcast on here was my biggest lesson of the last year. And I was sitting down with my friend David, and he's, he's one of my best friends, and we were kind of going over the, the lessons of the last year. Both, both he and I um, learned a lot. I learned an incredible amount this last year. There's so many things. We spent about an hour and a half just chatting about, you know, what we learned and how we're putting into a practice and how our lives have changed for the better, really, honestly. I mean, the biggest lesson I learned in the last year, and there's so many, is the tension between reality and fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's the danger of fantasy. It's, the, it's, it's sort of what denial is all about. It's the excuses that I make for myself, um, which I make a lot of excuses, and you do too. I guarantee you make lots of excuses. Excuses are just little lies that we tell ourselves. That's another lesson of the last year. And, um, yeah, so that's the first thing I learned about fantasy and reality is that there's a tension between it and, and reality's hard, man. Reality stinks sometimes. It's, it's hard to realize that people disappoint you. It's, it's hard to realize that the money's not going to make you happy. It's hard to encounter the fact that your business plan probably stunk, you know, or that food that you ate was good while you, it was in your mouth, but it's sour in your stomach. Or, or you get the diagnosis back from the doctor. You have a fantasy. And, and sometimes fantasy can work the other way, too, that I have a problem so big in my mind that I blow it up and I don't, I don't take care of it. So it paralyzes me that somehow, you know, I, I think the dragon is bigger than I am. Reality, the, the dragon, the problem, so to speak, isn't even the size of a lizard. But we blow it up in our mind because that's what fantasy does. And so I'm not talking about fantasy in some sort of, like, necessarily positive way, but almost, almost like, you know, our imagination versus reality is so different sometimes and can be really disappointing when they don't match up very well. So I'm trying to embrace reality more. I'm trying to embrace where I am and what things are doing and who people really are. And sometimes I, I have a fantasy about who people are too, that I think a person is a certain way that I, I see them with rose colored glasses and they're not really that person at all. So I'm kind of talking about the negative parts of fantasy. And I'm, but the upside, the upside of fantasy is it, it can be compelling. Like one of the things that they tell athletes to do is to visualize what they're going to do before they do it, to sort of enter, so to speak, into the image of the fantasy and, and to sort of make it as real as they possibly can so that when they get to the field uh, and they have to make the play, that they can do that play without the, the way that they rehearse it in their head. There's something about rehearsal. There's something about... There's something good about going to a play and escaping into fantasy for a bit. There's something fun about playing a game. And, and the best part of fantasy is that I don't think that things would get done without it. Like, I don't know what you think of Elon Musk, but that guy has a lot of fantasy in his head. And the cool part is that he can make the fantasy into the reality. It's what compels him. He has these images and these visions in his head. So fantasy isn't all that bad. But then the problem is that the, the cool thing about Elon Musk is he has... He has the image and he has the fantasy, but he knows how to bring it into reality. He understands the tension between reality and fantasy. And I would say that probably for a lot of my life, and, and I've been you know, sort of struggling with this, and probably you have too, that I've lived a lot of my life in fantasy. Like wishing things would happen instead of living where I'm at. You know, nostalgia is a type of fantasy. You know, living in the past rather than... Than plotting on in the future, worrying about the future, 
you know, like fantasizing in a negative way about how uh, how your the economy is going to fail or the bombs are going to drop or the job's going to be taken from you or your spouse is going to leave you or your kids aren't going to be well or what have you. And those are all fantasies. And I again, I think there's a tension there. There's a there's a middle ground that despite how you're feeling, whether it's a positive or a negative fantasy, that reality is really a pretty good thing. To actually do things is better than to overthink them. That's another lesson of the last year. Overaction is often better than overthinking. I guess we could talk about that another time, but that's kind of where I'm at these days, trying to live the reality. And and honestly, I've been trying to do this for the last two or three years of my life. Haven't always been successful. Sometimes fantasy is so comforting you don't want to leave it. Sometimes the virtual reality that you create in your head is worse than the reality that that you can endure. Sometimes it's way better. And so it's just easy sometimes to solve the problems in your head and to not deal with the reality. But that's, man, that's the tension. And when we have to walk into tension, and we talked about that in some, some previous podcasts, that's where the growth happens. The tension between the order and the chaos, the, or the, the, the tension between the, the reality and the fantasy, the images that we concoct in our head. And what's really cool is that when we can bring positive fantasies into reality, and then when negative ones just simply prepare us for what we have to do. <laughs>